Breaker, breaker, this is Bear Blitz rambling down the interstate in the Cambridge Hall Hailcast. It's episode 1.3. You got your ears on? Come on now. I got my ears on there, Bear Blitz. It's Taco Tug driving my big rig. Hauling the onions today, Bear Blitz. What you got in your rig? I got nothing but Michigan pride. I'm hauling today. Man. Now we're talking. Playing smart. That's right. He doesn't do it. Pretty uh what were you meaning by uh, eccentric? Um he seems not that I've ever met him, clearly. But just on uh picture that he's got the the skinny little Fu Man shoe with kind of a crazy looking look in his eye. Like he's having fun with it. Um I want to say he had like a pet little swine or some such non-traditional animal um, moniker on his shirt like Laverne <laughs> HP yep the scarlet letter <laughs> he carries a, an albatross maybe that's his pet um Moccasins? You know, it, yeah, so today's media availability, he comes out out of practice in full gear, you know, minus his shoulder pads and helmet, clearly, but wearing a comfy set of house slippers out of those. Pete's cleats, probably, at that point. Yeah, I, I don't blame the man. No. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, talk about uh, eccentric watching uh, Chuck Woodson's outfit last night on the countdown and then during the game with uh, that. I mean, he looked fucking sweet in it, no doubt about it. But uh, the light blue, baby blue ascot or cravat, as I call it. How about that? Now that, uh, that's a pretty slick look. Chuck's a, he's a sharp guy. When you're the greatest of all time, you can get away with you know, sporting the cravat. Yeah, R- Randy Moss was not sporting a cravat, no, nor no. an ascot. No. Uh, no. And Randy Moss is he's Chuck's he's the best. Nice Chuck he, can do it. He's the best, and he looked good in it. Uh, was he drinking a nice glass of twenty four wine? <laughs> there must have been a wine tasting afterwards. Uh, initially, that was going to be my tweak to him. Either there's a, a wine tasting afterwards, or you're starring in the remake of Gilligan's Island as Thurston Howell the Third. But I went with a reference to Thurston Howell the Third in my tweet to him. I don't tweet. Or do that, but I just that? had to. I had to call him out on it. It was just it was fabulous. You were inspired to tweet by the ass. Oh yeah, that is a. It's a sharp dressed man. He is a sharp dressed man, with a deep voice too. Good lord, it gets deeper and deeper every time I hear him. He commands an audience. Does Charles Woodson? And cons- and now you were talking about eccentric people. How about concentric people? Uh, Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, uh, circular logic. Um, yep. The Circular Jones. Circular Jones. The yes. round mound of rebound. Charles Barkley. Um, Pi R squared. No, wait. No, anyway. All right, so what do we start with? A little U of M, University of Central Florida recap? Recapping. 
Recapping. What's uh, what's on your to-do list, uh, the top of that list? Right at the very top is the final score tally. <laughs> Michigan, 51. University of Central Florida, 14. Um, so that's covering the spread. That's 37-point victory on a 35-point spread, as I recall. Um, that's big time, not small time. Ah, uh, that's a better spread than Club Magazine, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no doubts. Um, I think, you know, there's a, there's a few stories of the ball ballgame. Um, very clear that Wilton Spate has done his homework. Um, very confident man. He knows the uh, he knows what he's doing. He sure does. He's got a little bit of that wonky motion that we've been talking about, but that wonky motion is accurate as heck. Doesn't matter. It's almost like if he, like I'm saying, if he if he straightened out that arm, but he's got to tame it down. It's almost you know he's got that. Like we said it last week, Roethlisberger in the pocket or in the bar. I mean, they get around your your ankles and. Yeah, that was that play, uh, what about the 10, 12-yard line there? Your favorite play of the game. Yeah, it was the play of the game for me, well, for Wilton. And what it told me was that this guy knows the playbook inside out, frontwards, backwards. There's no question who knows the playbook. It was when he was getting brought down. Of course, he's, what, 6'6", 250 pounds. He's a big man. He wasn't. He wasn't panicking as he was being. No, hurt. and he was just like lurching down and lurch. Uh, that's a that's a very good word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, right as he's about to, to to tumble down, he he turns over his left shoulder and and kind of tosses it out to the uh, sideline to his probably what fourth read, a safety valve. Safety valve for sure. Henry Paji. Oh. You say Hipachi, I say Hipoji. Yeah, and he's out there, out in the flat, and you're thinking, what the heck's he throwing it at? And bingo, Paji gets the ball, he rumbles over two dudes and gets the first down, first and goal. Took that defense forever to get over him. It sure did. So yeah, that was a heady, heady play. He knew exactly where that man was, and it was just a matter of, okay, I'm going down, I'll flick it right, and sure enough, Yep. He, it didn't even look like he was looking. It was like his, it was like his no motion look. started before he actually verified. Yeah, it was almost like a no look. Uh, agreed. That was awesome. Plus, he just that that uh, that deep post that he hit. Oh, that's yeah. a tough pass. He threaded the needle to butt on that first touchdown. The deep post to Chesson. I think it was to Chesson or Darbo. Where they, he dove. Uh, Chesson, and then Darbo had another um, nice post uh, grab as well. And the pass to Butt, the other touchdown to Butt was just another perfectly thrown ball. Uh, yeah, very, very pleased. Very pleased. <laughs> Game two, uh, he's already got seven touchdowns, one interception. I mean, what Scott drives back is the only quarterback to have surpassed his yardage total uh, in his. Uh, Second game or but you know whatever I was at you were probably at that game too that that was his debut at the Virginia game in '94 when he led that comeback and the Pigskin Classic beat Rondé Barber uh, in the end zone to Mercury Hayes for the touchdown. That sure was that day was about four thousand degrees. The editor of the uh, Grand Rapids Press at the time uh, had a man on the field. Uh, photographer on the field and gave Monica and I a uh, blown up version of well you've seen it Hayes uh, Dragons uh, I mean, you've seen the photo lots of people have that photo but 
lots of photographers in that same area, but man, that is a, doesn't look like there's any way he's going to catch that ball in that photograph. That's a great Rondé Barber's just busting ass to catch up and no dice. Game over. That was uh, Lloyd Carr was interim coach. Um, and I, I want to say that was the big game that, uh, right. Yeah. He got the nod as, okay, well, absolutely. That is, that's a huge season. Yeah, he may not have gotten the job if that, that may have been get completed. Greasy's first season on the team. Oh, it could have been. I think he was a young punk on the team. And you know, I'm not going to get ahead of myself here, but you know, we think about that Virginia last second throw to victory sort of is going to segue nicely into some of the awful memories we have of the team we're facing this weekend. Oh, last second throws. Last second throws, yes, yeah. as we all know. Um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. What's next? Uh, yeah, so great, great quarterbacking, no doubt about it. And just to kind of put a bow on it, um, very, very pleased considering we didn't know who the heck was going to be our starting quarterback just, what, three weeks ago. And here we are sitting on a, presumably, thus far, a record-setting quarterback. Right. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, that's, that's outstanding. Um, we, I think, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our kick-ass special teams. Oh, I think we've got more on the offense before we get to special teams. Number one, uh, Devion. Now, it was a sort of a lack of a running game, but there were a couple of Devion Smith. There was one where he broke eight tackles. I mean, that is the type of run that, I mean, if that guy can get in there and beat up the defense and soften them up a bit uh, on first and second down or uh, and then, you know, first down, and then you're bringing in um, your freshman sensation or or Ty Isaac at second down or, you know, one of them the third. I mean, you, so anyway, that, that run was inspiring, even though the other, the rest of the running game wasn't as inspiring. And as we are all hearing... They stacked the box. They did. They did this. Um, I don't know if they stacked the box necessarily, or our uh, uh, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks, uh, coach Jed Fish, Jim Harbaugh, Tim Drevno, led them into the box. Now, yes, I think their game plan was let's let, let's make Spate beat us. But I think. They also dragged more guys into the box with formations that they ran, such that they knew once we get them coming in here, backers and corners, following them into the box, we will then nail them with play action. I, I just everything I get out of this is, um, you know, oh, Michigan's got an issue with the running game. I, I don't think that's an issue. I think you, he will take what you give him, and he will not only take it. He will make it his own, and he will exploit it for the rest of the game. You're not going to give me the run game? That's fine. That's fine. Because we've got a, a pinpoint-accurate quarterback. Step in at any time. Am I saying anything that you disagree with here? What did you see? Do you think they stacked the box, or was it Harbaugh bringing in formations? Movement, well, motion, motioning defenders into the box, then setting them up once they got them into the box. It's like a trap. They've I, got too many guys in there, and they can't get through each other, and boom, you're wide open. Yeah, no doubt. There's uh, there's a lot of that. I, I guess I don't know for a fact. I don't know that Scott Frost ever said as much that. But I guess my take was that his defensive coordinator's uh, um, strategy was hell or high water. We're going to stop the run. 
We're going to put eight, nine guys in the box. We're going to run blitz. I think Harbaugh even. Yeah, yeah, much. they did run blitz a um, lot. And we're going to let we're going to make Spate beat us, and he did. And he did. He crushed him. Um, but what I also noticed once we got it twenty-one nothing quick early. Yeah. First quarter. Okay. And I noticed this last year with uh, this offensive three-headed monster that Michigan has, the Harbaugh, Drevno, Fish. I think they start running plays as live-fire practice for games down the road. I mean, this the game's in hand. Uh-huh. We want to throw some concepts out there, very vanilla, but some concepts and techniques that we want to see how they might work against, say, a Penn State. At Michigan State, at Wisconsin, maybe some some yeah. big fronts they're going to see down the road, and they're willing to get down to third down. Oh, uh, okay, we we need to move the sticks, so let's we'll stop practice for real quick. We'll play action and get a first down. Boom, and go over the top. I think they're just that far ahead of the game, um, and I don't think that's hyperbole. I really don't. I don't. I think these guys are NFL coaches. Yeah. Right. Um, well, the, everything they talk about is well. They they he's a pro, he's an NFL grading. I mean, it's a, he's a pro. Uh, it's all based upon it's all business. It's all yeah. It's all pro business. He's a pro. Yeah. When he comes, he's he's a pro about what he does. He's a pro. Yeah. Um, that's how they prepare. And, and, and that's and, how they uh, execute. Um, to kind of segue into uh, the running backs and the receivers, um, I would say then. McDoom, uh, you know, coming out of the slot and taking those end of rounds. The guys just got blazing speed. Um, Son of Doom. And it yes. sounds like Williams. it's there's a there's a challenge coming. Uh, yeah, uh, there, it hasn't been thrown down yet. The gauntlet. No, but Harbaugh, he's pushing he, it. Yeah, he, he can he tell. Intimated that he wanted <laughs> yeah, to see that. No doubt, he's itching to. He, you know, I don't think McDoom's probably going to put down the challenge. It's probably going to have to be Chesson, but. Uh, it, I almost the team I heard it the other way around. Up. I don't know that Chesson wants to necessarily uh, give a freshman a crack at the at the king. Oh, um, ah, I may have read that incorrectly, but uh, you know, I guess Chesson's coming off a knee too. Well, I guess the point is we've got Blazers, Blazers, and they had a great game. Yeah, I mean you're talking uh, Darbo, Chesson, Butt, McDoom on the end around, but but. But Darbo, Chess, and Butt, I mean, that is, if you can find a better trio of receivers in the country. Okay, I have a question for you, Michael. Tied into um, in our lifetime, in the history of Michigan football, of course, we can't speak to ball games that we haven't seen, but I don't think Michigan's had a 1 2 3 combo, two receivers and a tight end as dangerous as these three. Well, you remember Paul Yokish, Harbaugh's target? Yeah. Back in the. Um, he was a. Uh, he was outstanding. He was outstanding. He was such a big target, and uh, uh, I. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, I can't recollect who the wideouts were on that team. I'm sure. Oh, you know, Kolasar maybe. Kolasar was. Uh, Kolasar sure. was, was a freshman. He was a freshman. Um, he was the same year as I was. So. Yeah. Uh, and then not Callaway. Um, I think Murtry was later. Uh, okay, so we got Jokish. Um, Eric Caddis was on that squad, too, as a tight end. Jokish was uh, listed as a split. Really? All right. Well, yep. I guess he was in a split a lot of the time. And Kolosar was a flanker. Who was the wide out? Uh, well, in this offense, the split was Paul Jokish. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Sp- s- uh, I split Eric right. Eric Caddis was the tight. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. No. I mean, maybe you go to Derek Walker. I mean, Derek. uh, Derek Alexander. Derek Alexander. But let's see who the uh, tight end was. Because clearly Derek Alexander and Desmond Howard were outstanding. Yeah. Heisman Trophy winner and damn fine receiver in his own right. Fast. Lanky. I spent a, a brief afternoon in the IM building covering Derek Alexander and pick up hoops. And, uh, yeah, I did not have any success. Zero. Zero <laughs> success. So that was uh, 1990. It was Desmond Howard, Derek Alexander, and the uh, tight end was Dave Diebold. And Yel- Yeldon Van Dyne got three starts that year, too. Dave Diebold solid. I, I don't yeah. know, though. No. That's that's tough. He, Dave Diebold ain't no uh, Jake Butt. That's interesting. Well, 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 that's a good question to uh, maybe when we, uh, we can later the then. show or next week, if we're thinking about it as it as it stews, or, or as it. I th- my here's what I'm raises in our brains. I, my guess is as the season continues, uh, Chesson, Darbo, and Butt are going to stand head and shoulders yeah. as the best three. I would think. They're going to keep getting better and better. I think you're right. They're very good. I think they're all three pros. Uh, finally, let me go to the line. Um, because they're sort of, uh, before we move on to special teams, because, uh, um, you know, coming out of this game, people were bitching. You know, you, you get a 37-point victory. I heard it. And uh, people aren't satisfied. Why, no. why did we give up this mu- Why can't we run? Why can't we run the ball? Why can't we run the ball in eight, eight and nine-man box? And then you, and then, you know, okay, what? if you're just looking at the game, if you're just reading, uh, glossing over some of the headlines, and you're not really, as far as I can tell, the people who grade out NFL pro uh, I think there's a grading system out there. Pro and Football Focus, PFF. I think four of the five yeah. best players on our team were on the line. Yeah. And it's because the pass blocking was just shut down, locked down. They kept him clean, and they blitzed Aton and kept him clean. I think, well, he got he yeah. got whacked a couple times. Once again, if you're not going to let us run, we'll identify that right up. We're not going to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Does this work? Okay. Well, then we're going to go with that. And uh, uh, so, um, yeah, our line is outstanding. Our, our we do have a weak spot. If do. you could consider it weak, it's the weakest of these spots. Yep. Is our, our left guard. Um, and we've got. Uh, luckily, we've got options there. Well, we got the freshman doesn't work out. Again. Br- yep. Bradison's got a, uh, an edge to him. Yeah, we've seen in game one. Yep. So, did we see him in game two? I'm sure he was in there for a spell, but. Yeah, he 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 split reps. All right, so offense, please. Punch. Very, very, like you very said, pleased. it's a it's still it's still it's still experiment. They're still in the laboratory cooking up things, and they're not showing much. Oh no! I think oh, we'll see a little God. bit against Colorado. But maybe maybe a little bit. I mean, that's I think in the preview. Just, I think they basically have a uh, give themselves a quarter and a half to determine. Okay, do I need to show anything here? I mean, I'm going to hold all this stuff until I really need to show any of it. Right. I mean, because state in Ohio State and Iowa. It's almost like that arm wrestle with the little brother, and you you just know you've got him beat. Right. And yeah. you kind of let him, you yeah. know, you work out yeah. that muscle a little bit. I could use a little forearm workout. Uh, that was my way of playing uh, hoops with Downing growing up and pool with whomever. Another buddy. Yeah. Just kind of you know, little little brother, you know. Just let them up, because you want them to keep playing. 
You don't well, always want to win. Right. Because like then a, they get bored. It's not fun. I, I'll ne- I can never beat you. It's right, like I'll a, let you win once because yeah. you know, I want you to still play me because it's fun. Said like a poker player. <laughs> poker was good to me last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Special teams, Matt. They were... Oh, wait, we're not done with offense. Hang on, I got some notes here. We've got 114 points in two games. That is the most cumulative points in two games, opening two games, since the great fielding Yost team of 1914. Oh. How about that? Well, we've had some great teams over the years. We are you asking me what I think about that? I want to hear about it. So far, so good. Huh? God. I'll quote the coach when he was asked that same question. Well, I, yeah. So so far so good. Gosh, that play action was open all afternoon. <laughs> yeah, and when you've got a guy who can, I mean, lay it in there like he's passing an infant child. Yes, and he's a giant. You know, man. <laughs> I I didn't know he was two hundred fifty pounds. And it was a tall. He's Navarre. He's Roethlisberger. He's a he's a tree trunk back there, looking around he's and seeing some, everything. He's got some soft shoes, though. I mean, he can get around just enough into that what, what Harbaugh likes to call get out of the noise and into the quiet space. And he can shuffle into that quiet space pretty decent. I yeah, think. he, 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 he shuffled to his right and to his left and and threw off the run or off the shuffle very well. I didn't see any happy feet back there. <laughs> no, no, and panic. he doesn't need them. Who's nobody's gonna like surprise him and take him down? You better bring uh, the dude who flattened Vincent Smith, right? The clowny fellow. Yeah, you better bring him unblocked, unblocked, right? To not. Otherwise, him. if you're bringing in a blitzing safety or a corner, he can wrap himself around his the legs, and while he stands there and looks for you know, it's like Roethlisberger. He's got four guys clinging to him and delivering the ball, right? For a decade, that guy just. Well, we've got a couple more years of uh, Wilton. Wilton. Wilton sounds like a, a very sophisticated cheese, doesn't it? You mean Winston? Well, Winston Spate. Yeah, no doubt. Last night on the uh, Grand Rapids uh, News, he was pronounced as Winston Spate. Would they pronounce it? He had a. They hit him in a cowboy hat, like with <laughs> chaps, and smoking a unfiltered cigarette. Leave it over the horse. Uh, the cattle drive. Ball on his knee and. Uh, <laughs> Big old like leathered skin from a you know smoking unfiltered Winston's from a, like a rough. It was bottom. odd. I, I was really surprised at that. Uh, I thought maybe there might be something you know untoward. We're, I thought we were past that where we couldn't advertise cigarettes on the air. As long as it's satire. Well, and as long as it's quarterbacks. As long as it's satire and NCAA students, you can do whatever advertising you want. Special teams. Are we ready? Because twice I cut you off once, you cut me off once. We're going to come full circle. Third right? time's a charm? Special teams on three, special teams. On three. Hold it. Hot color. Uh, on the color, on the color? I got the safety cheating in. I can just go straight down the field with the hot, on the quick pass. Yeah. Damn, I love that play. Yeah, Cook's good. Dang. Sure wish you would have been out there. I had a hot color to you all day. It was a uh, uh, ready red. Uh-huh. Always red. You'd well, think all these other conference teams would have yeah. picked up on that. Red! Because you'd always, you'd always <laughs> say it exaggerated and louder, like so everybody on the team understood it was red. Yeah. Ready. Red! 80. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cook would just pop up right next to the linebacker. Hey, I'm open. 
<laughs> he scampered out ramble for a 45 yard touchdown. Yeah, there was no scamper with Cook. That was a ramble. All right, yeah, the glory days. Cue Bruce Springsteen. We will. We will. Special yeah. teams for the umpteenth time. We blocked a lot of balls in the special teams. Um, yeah, there were more more blocks in that first quarter than I had. Um, ever than I have seen ever. I was going to try to make a a reference towards uh, being you know, high school girls who turned me down on our first date. Like uh, but I figured, you know what? I'm beyond that. I'm an old man. Your four quarters, Mike, never got blocked. <laughs> uh, Tyree Cannell out of Wayne, Ohio, uh, Did they have got his hand on two punts. No doubt, in a row. Like, within, like... Yeah, nice adjustment. Uh, a couple minutes. Three of those were in the first quarter? I don't, I don't know. I believe, yeah, three in the first quarter, so you had a... Uh, 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 two punts and a field goal. Yeah, where am I going to hand on a field goal? And then what was the fourth one? That was a um, fumble recovery by the young Glasgow on a kick return. Oh, I thought there was another block. I thought there was a fourth block. Um, well, let's talk about that Peppers punt return. Well, yeah. That Why? guy's just itching. Line drive, he he's just, he's just got to be beating himself up. He just can't get it in the end zone. He's so close. Um, so, yeah, the special teams were outstanding. Um, Kenny Allen can boot the heck out of a ball. He dropped one inside the 20, I think, on the 11. Well, the, the biggest news on that is we have a punter. Oh, yeah. And his first punt was 55 yards that he booted into the end zone. It was just like, holy smokes. Yeah, he's got That guy's been itching to get that thing out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We didn't know that we had a punter. Right. Coming out and we do. And we do. And his first punt was a beaut. Although it would have been went a bit, just a bit too long. But He thumped it. Who would have guessed that? That was the first series, wasn't it? Three and out, and we, had to, we found out we had a punter. Was it? I believe so. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he, it went 55 yards, and you got to figure he kicked it 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, he hammered So he, you know, 67, oh. 70 yards. Thumped it. In the air. Uh, yeah, good time. Special teams, no doubt. Uh, well, it answers a lot of questions about losing John Baxter from last year. A lot of folks were high on John Baxter, and were a little bit bummed to see him go back to USC. We hit th- two field goals, two for two, or we miss a field goal? We don't miss no field goals. No, two for no. two on field goals. We kicked the ball through the upright. The ball was kicked well and returned well. Thumped. And Jabril cannot. He was moving too fast. It, oh, yeah. He was moving too fast towards right. the sideline to slow down. He'd have, been, he'd have scored. Right. Or he'd come close to it. But this is, he just, he's just too fast, that he, man. He is too fast. He's too excited. He's yeah. just too amped. He just couldn't slow down to cut upfield. I think I don't blame him because I, can't, I think I, would, I too, would be shocked if someone putted the ball to me and I'm Jabril Peppers. <laughs> Wait, wow. They're kicking the ball to me. Sure. I'll run it back. He'll get one back. No, oh, oh, he'll get one back. I've got a question for Michael. Um, hypothetical: If you had a, if you were a, a guessing man or a betting man, would you bet that Jabril houses a punt or gets a pick? Which one comes first? 
I'm going to go punt. Houses or get just gets a pick? Does he have to house the pick? Nope, just got to get an interception. Or he returns a punt for a touchdown. Which one comes first? Oh, well, that is a great question. Mm. His opportunities on defense are largely rushing into the backfield, so the interceptions are... No, he's going to get a punt. I think he might get two punt returns before he gets a pick. Dude's never had a pick in his life at Michigan. He's not had a punt return for his touchdown. No, I know, but... Just just tell by the way he runs back his punts. I mean, that's what... That's what he wants to do. He wants to run back. and Well, 37 yards on that one, I mean, you know, yeah, you didn't score, but you may as well have. I mean, that's that's yeah, hell of a job. I got a feeling, too, is once he gets one back, is the floodgates. Like, right, yeah, right. You, you just got to get that feeling. He the nose for the that. end zone. He's, I think he's got a little bit too much pressure he's on He's got to sniff so. a little first, sniff of it, a little, get a little sniff of it before he uh, He'll find make it a and get in there. regular occurrence. All right, and as uh, um, as Trump's supporters would say, let's move on to defense. Uh, Hell of a defense, Michael. That doesn't uh, that hasn't changed. Um, well, here's a development. So Chase Winovich, fellow is, Serb, is quite eccentric himself. Yeah, he's I a like uh, him. Yeah, we watched. He may that, be my new favorite player on the team. That post-game interview, he was so Fantastic. excited. He was so excited to get that start. Um, of course, he got the start because our friend Taco Charlton yeah. was dealing with an ankle. Nice. Regardless, it's nice to know we've got a guy that can step in there. He does have a motor. Man, it's, he's relentless. Well, he got him into trouble on a couple plays on a couple busted. Uh, yeah. QB scrambles. Um, Just so excitable. We can talk about that, but I mean, uh, first start. He uh, was all over the place and was uh, exciting to watch. Rashawn Gary with his first sack as a Michigan Wolverine. Second in tackles, six six or six and a half. Yeah, so yeah. Jabril, saw play on Jabril, like, uh, busting over to stop and end around. There should have been a first down. It was just like, oh, my God. Um, what, what, did you he... know, what, what's bad about that? Well, okay, you had a bad angle. By Demonte on that on that uh, that monster run that that kid's only play his first play his only play that he touched the ball yeah, he touched the ball he runs eighty seven yards the track stars so and that was a, just a goofy angle and really I mean you rewatch that and you're just like what are you thinking yeah you so, gotta go you gotta go outside in on that angle you gotta you gotta cheat for the outside he cheated for the inside yeah McCray kind of gave up the edge. Um, a lot of folks are saying, well, he was held. And a lot of folks are saying, well, not held. He was, you know, the receiver was got his hands inside. To which I say, okay, you got to fight off a block by a receiver. If you, might be you would think. Got to. Got to get off that block. Um, and then clearly, Demonte Thomas has to take a better angle. And that's all it takes is a couple of. Better angle. A couple of uh, mistakes, and a guy that's a track star is often running at 87. Well, if that track star has to cut in inside, right? What? He, 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 he's not going to score. No. But he was able to go up the sideline. Right. And right. So two mistakes. Story. One touchdown. Big play. So that was bad. Got to um, clean that up. That some happen. of the DNs were, were coming a little too far up, Yeah, like they, you were talking about. Yeah, they were too excited. I mean, but... We're talking about uh, the second game of Gary's career. And, and Winovich's first a start. decent team. They've got some athletes on that team. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. 
you know, Holm, they, I think we talked about last week. I think I made a little pun on Holman's name. I said, I don't believe he'll leave the game a whole man. And he didn't. I just want to pat myself on my aching back. <laughs> uh, he did not finish the He game. did not finish that game. He pulled himself out I, of I, I, uh, yeah, he, yeah. The moon's over <laughs> you know, exactly my, with this. Moon's over my hammy. Uh, I believe I've got a full ride. <laughs> I'm all set here. I don't know. Where are you next on this defense? Well, here we are. Uh, the numbers are as such. I believe that um, UCF had 68 offensive plays. Um, five of those plays we screwed up. Yeah. And five of those plays were 212 yards. <laughs> so um, the remaining 63 plays, we gave up 1.8 yards per play. We stuffed him. Not according to Coach Frost, though. However, he they kicked our butts. Yeah, he was pretty excited. Um, what is up with this family? You know, my they take just on like that. little whiners, just, little bait. Nah, nah, we, nah, nah, nah. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I get it, but keep that in the locker room. Right, right. That's embarrassing. Yes, so that's for the fine media. to say to your team. Look at, hey, you've got something to hang your hat on here. Yeah, we came out a big house. We played physical, yada yada. Whatever. But when you just got your ass handed to you, thirty-seven points, dude. <laughs> hey, man. But by my metrics, right? Does the actually does the score? All right, if, for all you losers who count the scoreboard as a metric, then yeah, sure, Michigan won. But in my world, and you can ask my mom, she'll even write a letter to you about it. The way I look at it is, is it? And know. she'll sign an Olympian. Oh yeah, you know she was an Olympian. <laughs> That's just a, no doubt. Well, good for him. Good for Scott Frost that he can be a meathead and uh, get paid. Yeah. Right. Whatever, dude. He's got some talent. I hope I hope he can turn it around. Uh, Coach Harbaugh was asked about that today. Uh, he had a very I don't know if it, I don't I don't get the sense that Coach Harbaugh is politically correct for the sake of being politically. He, he said, "Yeah, they came in, played physical. Um, they were aggressive, and he said um, we didn't dominate them. We handled them. We took care of our business, um, but." He says, good at good speed, nice physicalness. I think he respected that team. Right. Why not? Well, sure, why not? I don't think he was all about the out-hit thing. Uh, no. But, what you know, what does he have to gain by getting into a war of words with a guy he just beat? Like when it came, yeah, when it, yeah, when it came, yeah, you know, I have no time for There's, you. No, I'm looking at Kara. Who are you? By the way, who are you? Yeah. Who's the who? Yeah. Hey, come again. Now, and I understand there was some with the handshake at the end. There was no handshake. Scott Frost like winced away. He apparently, and I did not see this. I, this is what I heard. Did he get trapped in the uh, tunnel? Somebody said that by what they had seen was halfway as they were coming across the field, Frost eyeballed Harbaugh, maybe didn't make eye contact, and zoom, veered away, such as to shrink away from the handshake. Who knows if there's any fact to that? Frost doesn't seem to me. Well, who, I don't know the guy. He's a meathead. Seems like he'd want to give him a handshake. Like, hey, man, we kicked your butt. Whatever. 
that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't I mean I wouldn't think I would think Harbaugh would shake his hand. I mean, even when Harbaugh no, no, no. Wants yeah. to fuck with you. He's gonna go shake your hand, and then he's gonna pat you on the back, and like you know, probably say something, and then like yeah. make it seem nice game, Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, it sounded like Frost avoided Harbaugh. God, yeah, he's, he's got a lot just to a, learn. He's just a sore loser, right? He's sore loser, kind of a jerk. No sore loser. Which what you know? That's good. Good lesson for the kids. No doubt. Yeah. This is how you uh, how you handle things in defeat. Well, all right. Just walk away and then. UCF. You know, they were a Fiesta Bowl participant just a few years ago. Yeah, this you know, was scheduled. We, so they should have been physical. They should have. It's an enormous campus. Do you, are, you know, 70,000 people, is it? 60, yeah, just north of 60 grand. It's okay. It's giant. It's bigger than Michigan. Oh, it's the biggest in the United States. Oh. So, you know, they anyway. played physical. They, you know, yeah, they've got a lot of uh, pool. At that school, uh, yeah, you go right. You can recruit that school right in your backyard. Oh, and some athletes all over that state. They don't get into the Florida State. They don't maybe for whatever reasons they don't get into. You know, they're not going to Miami. The University of Florida, Miami. Well, if they're not, you know, they're probably getting um, <laughs> uh, like well, I don't want to. You know, uh, I'm not going to go to Miami. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, Miami can only take so many kids, and FSU yeah, so, can always take so many kids. The Gators. Sure, they have talent. No surprise they came in and played physical and speed, and they got their asses handed to them. Yeah, as it turns out. As it turns out, the final score is the final parameter. And I don't I don't see a whole lot of sacks that they had. I mean, I don't see forced fumbles. I mean, I, I, I saw Jabril come flying and, uh, and just whack the quarterback and force a fumble. I'm not a big fan of coaches with two syllables. Oh, just, yeah, Scott. Scott Frost. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, big fan of it. It yeah. sounds like, you know, it's like a toilet tissue meets a dessert topping. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I bet he's a, like a jerk at the uh, beer hall. He's probably, hey, look at fuck you. Hey, where's Screw my, you. Give me another picture. Yeah, he was a, probably just a lumphead in high school. Just right. Like a, he was a, I, he don't, was I a, don't want to say the name, and you would know the name, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Marjorie Hart. We, we all know. We all know those types. Just there, the big belt buckle guy. Right. Kind yeah. Of, right. Yeah. Feathered hair. Yeah. Come yeah, with the back. I had feathered hair. We all did. Yeah. yeah. We were well, not in the late nineties. We didn't. In the early eighties. In the early eighties, we did. That was cool, man. Big old plastic comb out of my back pocket. Did you have the handle with the comb? Oh, I didn't carry a comb. I stole combs. <laughs> you borrowed combs? I had a big plastic thing in my mead notebook filled with combs that I'd stolen. Really? <laughs> Can't believe I saved them. <laughs> what are you saw? Combs and pens. Because, you know, you rush up against somebody in the line and just, like, rip out what's ever in their back pocket and then keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to move to Paris at some day and ride the metro and people off and make a living you know Gypsy hobo. Mike oh jeez I didn't know that that's a news that's uh that's oh, yeah. interesting it was it prefaced my my cookie book when I went to a more subtle way of stealing in the in the lunch line <laughs> you just carve out the pages of the book and steal the food oh like, man yeah. thinking of locker rooms and hallways um, oh shit deck comes to mind ah shit deck <laughs> 
All right. All right. After the break, we're going to talk about uh, our upcoming uh, uh, opponent. We've got a lot of memories for this one. Oh, we go on. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Cambridge Hall Hailcast brought to you by Robert Guillaume's Meat Hut. You remember him as the lovable butler Benson. But stranded motorists along the I-4 corridor know him as the manservant of meats serving delicacies such as... Strung Cat. Old Possum. Bird Splat. Squirrel brisket, and the meat hut's nom de plume, the noosed goose. Robert Guillaume's Meat Hut, located at the crossroads of Interstate 4 and Rural Route 20, two blocks south of Malice's Restaurant. Oh. Don't you ever, have you ever eaten there? I've never had the pleasure. Oh. Good eats? Well, you know, I lost a uh, timing belt, uh, which, you know, renders my car useless. Not far from there, and uh, I had heard a review of the Guillotine's Chop House, but I stopped by this just because the G-U-I confused me. I thought, and anyway, ended up going to Guillaume's Meat Hut, and uh, uh, they didn't, you know, you get, yeah, you know, you get what you get, I guess. I've seen some of these things. You've got some good meats down there. You know, there's meats I've, uh, you know, I, I guess they're common. You wouldn't think that you could make meat out of them or eat them as a delicacy, but I had not been to the. No, I've heard of the Burger Despot. In fact, I've not heard of it. I've been there. Um, That's that's a that's a ham-handed outfit. Didn't last long. No, I mean the ownership just really treated their uh, workers poorly. Well, the workers were under the iron fist, right? As were the uh, customers. Sometimes it's all in a name. It is all in the name. You know, like uh, Michigan football. Oh, that's a hell of a name. That brings, uh, elicits. Wouldn't you be proud to be part of that? Elicits thoughts of championships. Victor's Valiant. Only way you're going to get there, though, is uh, finishing off your game three, which brings us to our preview of our opponent this week which is the University of Colorado which oddly enough they call CU yeah how about that talk about putting the cart before the horse yeah kettle before the popcorn corn the Drum. um the dog before the suds um CU the uh buffaloes a uh Fourth meeting between the Michigan Wolverines and the CU Buffaloes. The uh, Michigan Wolverines hold a three wins to one loss uh, record in this uh, in this series. Um, we can speak very, very, very briefly of uh, the th- well, two, one the loss. Let's just let me, come on. It's out there. Yeah, I was at that game. Yeah, as was I. That was a heartbreaker. Earthquaker, moonshaker, gonna mess around with me. So bad. Um, Yeah, I mean, that was just one of those where you just stand there and your jaw is just down. You're like, it's just like the state game last year, you know? Yeah. But not quite as bad as the state game, but it was still bad because it was early in the season. You realize 
not conference. I can still win the Big Ten and go to the Rose Bowl. But, oh, good. Good golly. Good golly, Miss Miley, that was a bad feeling. We, Cordell uh, Stewart threw that ball so damn far. I was in the south, north, north end zone. North end zone. I've never sat in those seats or in that area, that section, before or since. Um, so we had a, had a real good look at the three-man pass rush with a lumbering linebacker in the middle of the field. And I'm thinking, you know, come on. Um, not getting pressure on him, and he's up back there just waiting for his receivers to to get. He was on the 36 here. I mean, the ball was snapped on the 36. He gets drops back and is bouncing around. Well, he's not going to throw it that far, but they're going to have to catch it and do a hook and lateral or something. No, as it turns out, Cordell Stewart can throw the ball like 70 freaking yards. That was unbelievable. He heaved that freaking ball. How was that possible? Chuck Winters, I believe, um, got a hand, got two hands on it. And Ty Law was hauling Michael Westbrook down as Westbrook, out of Detroit. Yeah. Caught the ball and broke our hearts. It got real quiet and it sucked. Um, a lot of promises kept that day. No freaking doubt. That may have been the uh, genesis of the Promise Keeper. May have been. Could have been. Bill McCartney, speaking of the Promise Keeper, was an assistant to Bo Schembechler. And um, as an assistant, there is an interesting little story I stumbled upon at mvictors.com, who does a great job of... Got a lot of historical notes on the program. Mvictors, uh, just a, that's a good website there. Uh, I'll, I'll read a quick paragraph on the uh, recruitment of Anthony Carter. <clears throat> um, so, uh, question, it sounded like A.C., Anthony Carter, was the prize recruit in his class. Was that the case? Uh, Bill McCartney replies, uh, absolutely. We saw that the temperature for his visit to Ann Arbor, of course, Anthony Carter's out of Florida, the temperature for his visit to Ann Arbor was going to be 10 degrees. So we had this plan. We covered every detail with the coaches and his host. It was all rehearsed. I flew down to Florida to pick up Anthony and brought him up to Ann Arbor. Because it was so cold, we were worried that the weather might affect his decision, so when the plane landed in Detroit, we had a car waiting to pick us up. So as soon as we got off the plane, I rushed Anthony into the car. And when we got to Ann Arbor, we had the car pull right up in front of the football building and whisked him inside. I had it coordinated with the other coaches so that Anthony was never outside for more than 10 seconds. The host did a great job with Anthony, showing him around and saying all the right things. When his visit was over, I flew him back to Florida. It was the only time I would ever fly to meet a recruit and fly back home with him. He was that important and that special. When he landed in Florida, Anthony said to me, You know, Coach, it really wasn't that cold. That's when I knew we got him. So that's Bill McCartney effectively sealing the deal um, with Anthony Carter. Well, the rest, as we say, is history. Um, he also recruited uh, Jim Harbaugh, did Bill McCartney, um, right before uh, McCartney left. Uh, Harbaugh said, yeah, he left uh, two weeks, three weeks, he, he thought, to take the uh, head job after that right, recruitment. Yeah. But he had great cereal growing up. Yeah, Harbaugh did say that the McCartney's always had a... uh, Rotating cabinet. I'm thinking Lazy Susan. Yeah. Yeah. 
of Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms, all the sugary cereals that the Harbaugh's did. Captain Crunch. Yeah. So Bill McCartney, a fine man, and um, unfortunately he has um, been diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. But he'll be he'll be at the game. It sounds like a Harbaugh thought he was going to try and make the trip. That'll be nice. He'll get a nice. Uh, he'll get I hope a he housing will. ovation on the field if they cart him out there. I, guess. I, I hope he makes it. He's a, a champion. He won the 1990 split it with Georgia Tech. Won the 90 uh, national championship. Yeah, he you had know some uh, powerhouse programs. Um, recruited um, the inner city of Los Angeles, Compton area. Um, and got athletes up to Boulder, Colorado. I mean, that's slightly ironic. I mean, we've been to Boulder, and that is, uh, that's not quite inner city Los Angeles. No, but that is party central in the mid to late 80s. That was... Oh, I'm sure it still is. Well, yes, but... From experience. Yes. Yes, we have a couple of very good pals who went there and who we visited frequently and that's just a gorgeous campus you know to wake up in your dorm room wherever you live and to look at the mountains and think holy cow yeah that's the flat irons over there how about that and then you know just you could do the boulder boulder if you're you know looking for a good right run and that's a you know probably a big rock of cocaine yeah I'm imagining yeah, do the boulder boulder. Yeah, there's. If I know the uh, the party crew there, um, the mall crawl. That's that was a big hit in Boulder. Um. So they've got a good. I think they've got a decent team coming in here. I mean, they're, they're coming off of some hard years, but it looks like this new coach, uh, Mike McIntyre, in his fourth season here, is starting to assemble a. Um, a crew, a staff. Um, Ten and twenty-seven in his first uh, three years, but as we know, coming off a couple of big wins, um, big wins. Now, granted, Colorado State and Idaho State, but they shut them down. They crushed both those teams. Um, McIntyre is coming out of uh, San Jose State by way of Duke where he was an assistant by way of the NFL. He's got NFL experience and uh, Ole Miss. Um, I believe he's a respected coach, good coach. Um, Their defensive coordinator, Jim Levitt, spent four years with Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco with the 49ers. Aggressive. Yeah, linebackers coach. And they had fine linebackers. They had a great, great defense. So that'll be a real interesting matchup, uh, Jim Levitt. They're second in the nation in pass defense. They're first in the nation overall, I believe. 62 yards per game. 30th against the run. And, you know, these stats don't mean really anything. At this point, there's not a big sample margin to draw any conclusions from. But they are are what they are for everybody. So if they're the 30th against the run, that'll be a decent test to see where you're at. Okay, since everybody's freaking out. Right. You can't run. Well, you're playing it supposedly against the 30th best team against the run. Let's see what we can do. And uh, you're playing against the second best team against the pass. 
wow, this will really be a test to see what uh, Wilton Spate can do. Yeah. This is really going to be a test for Wilton Spate. They've got a cornerback. Um, what is his name? He is a big timer. Um, let's pull that up. Uh, it's not here in my notes, but we'll we'll figure that out. He's a real good cornerback, but he's a edge NFL player, if not an NFL player. He's big time. Um, so that you know, I don't know. We're going to test him. Why not? We're going to see better. May as well. Test uh, our receivers. I don't think that he's had to defend anything uh, along the lights of a Jehu Chesson or an no, Arbo. No, Jake Bot. Or th- you know, we could th- we could throw out another monster. We could Tyrone Wheatley Jr. could see his first action, and they may not even know what just hit him. Yeah, or I see, I see. Right. I mean, uh, we've got tight ends all day. Yeah, they asked Arbo, you know, oh, yeah. done four. Would you do five? You know, uh, about five. He thought he could do five. He could do five. I'm sure he's got several plays. I think drawn. he probably will now, just one time, just to say he did five. I'll bet he lays in bed drawing up five tight end sets. It's simple, probably, for him. Uh, they forced five turnovers so far. Yeah, they are aggressive. Uh, uh, good looking squad. A confident squad is what I hear. I, I hear I haven't done a ton of research on Colorado, but what, the little I've I've done and, and and I've heard from them, they are prepared to make a trip to Ann Arbor and play a ball game. They're not shying away from it at all. Uh, in fact, <clears throat> turns out this morning, um, CU football Ralphie's run. So is that the name of their handle? Regardless, um, they're going to sport the '94 uniform. Yeah. A little stick in the eye to the Michigan Wolverine. Not a bad looking uni. Good, great looking uni. 94. Great looking uni. Pretty, st- pretty, in pretty fact, s- one, solid standard, nothing flashy, just. Uh, I don't follow the buffs that closely, but why would you change? I mean, that, that's a great right. looking uniform. Right. Why yeah. wouldn't you? That, that should be there every day. Yeah, drill up interest. So they're rushing uh, about 260 per game. Uh, quarterback Safo Lefuau. Uh, quarterback is making uh, about seventy four percent of his passes. That's very accurate. That's very. We think Wilton Spade's very accurate, and he is seventy four percent of your passes is very accurate. Six four two twenty. Uh, but here's my prediction. As we said before, uh, we had to break him. Yeah, we're going to break him. He does not look like a breakable quarterback, but uh, as you said, you're 6'2 to 28. I'm breakable at 6'1 six, six, and 3 quarters and 228. I'm very breakable. Voucher. And I'm not being hit by Rashawn Gary, uh, Graham Glasgow, uh, Chris Wormley, Jabril Peppers. Uh, at fast pace. No, you're not. You're not having a mess. I'm, I'm breakable simply mowing the yard or sitting on the couch. You've broken a, yourself being relatively sedentary? Well, I've had injuries that I'm not sure how they happened other than sitting on a couch. What kind of injury? Well, I'd rather not go into it. Let's just say it involved Olga Corbett's life-size poster <laughs> and a uh, bucket of chicken. 
No doubt. Um, well, we'll find out about uh, Cepho Liapo. Yeah, I don't think he'll make it through the game. I think we'll see their second quarterback playing. Do you think that's good? Is that going to be a theme throughout the year? I think so. You think Michigan's just going to see second quarterbacks throughout the year? Just yeah, it used to be a theme. Out. It used to be a theme. Yeah. Remember oh. that Sports Illustrated cover? Oh, I do. Penn State? Yeah, the Anthony Morelli, um, uh, Alan Branch. I also recall watching Lamar Woodley ragdoll Drew Stanton and separate his shoulder. He thumped him down, and Drew was done. His day was over. Um, I guess we could go on and on with quarterbacks. We've yeah, we've sent that's why I love that theme. Uh, or, or, or not even send them out of the game. I just, I mean, uh, if you don't, I think they'll send them out of the game. But if if you don't send them out physically, then mentally, right. he's checked out because yeah. he's There's just nothing terif- open. he's terrified. There's nothing open. All he's thinking about is is being stalked by beasts. <laughs> right. Sort of like. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones for him uh, and the White Walkers are coming and I mean oh god yeah that's terrifying yeah can you imagine trying to make a pass you know unless you've got wolf's eyes it's going to be tough hey, and they got no dragon glass back there oh, you know you talk about U of M though going into this game uh, you got some question marks so say the naysayers. I don't see those. Can you say that marks. seven times fast? So say the naysayers. I'm not gonna try it. I mean, somebody should. That's a twister, no doubt. Um, I think the Wolverines are relishing the opportunity to um, play up. It's a beautiful schedule. It rises it, it, nicely. It's gradually it's nice more sleep. difficult. Yeah. Um, this is a challenge. I mean, these are. This is a real deal. Oh, well, we don't know team. what's up with Jordan Lewis. No. No, he, we don't. Has he had two injuries? Is it looking like he's had two injuries? That's the rumor. A hammy and a back. We don't know about Taco. Uh, it's Tuesday, and we don't know about tacos. I mean, what are we going to do? We don't know. We don't know what Charlton's going to do. So is that, you know, Winovich going to get a second start? More play action? Are they going to stack the box? <coughs> I think we'll be able to run on them. I think, I think their bread and butter game is the passing game. And they're going to go, well, uh, big man space not going to stop us. I see us just dominating on the run, and they're going to be forced, and then we'll play action them. It just doesn't matter. I, I, think, I think the scheme is... I think we are so balanced. We are so malleable. We can identify where the uh, weaknesses we can probe, find out where that weakness is, and then just hammer that weakness and draw them into that weakness as you said earlier yeah right yeah listen. we're gonna we're gonna put you into you're not gonna you're gonna we're gonna put you in an uncomfortable position <laughs> right but you're gonna have a tough time covering at some point you have to you, pick one guy's points. going this way he's gonna have to turn the other way to cover this guy going the opposite way and he's gonna have a tough time and if our quarterback can can hit him in that one and a half second envelope of him being open then it's off to the races, and I think uh, we do have that quarterback who can hit that envelope. Uh, supposedly, Colorado does too. We'll see. What about Bradenson? You know, we talked about earlier Braden being possibly the weak link. Maybe, uh, maybe it's more of an injury related. Well, I tell you what, I, weak link is certainly a relative term. I yes, I I, right. I should take that back. 
if you had to choose a weak link, he is, and they're all strong linemen. He is undoubtedly the weakest. But I think five. And when I say that weakest, maybe due to injury. And if that's the case, he may have been. He could, could get Wall, He could get Wally pipped. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he. This could have been his knocking the rest off. You know, he hadn't played in the. Yeah, he'll probably get the start, and you know, have a chance. See how he does, assuming he's healthy. You know, Bradison's still learning the position. Uh, well, he's learning to play against giant men. Yeah, did you hear uh, Rome? Did you? Yeah, you you didn't probably, but he was talking about. Uh, Stanford, David Long. It's like oh, I love that guy. He's a great coach. Oh he's Shaw, a, yeah. What did I say, David Long? Yeah, he's the he's the uh, Michigan player. Shaw. Yeah. Uh, I love that coach. He's a, he's a great coach. Great coach. And it's tough to follow the be the guy that follows the guy. He goes, I don't want to take anything from away from Harbaugh. He's a great coach. He's a great coach. The Shaw. He goes, he's he's the best coach in the country, and everybody wants him. David Shaw. Yeah. No, everybody. Wants him. Everybody at every level wants him. This is Rome. And he goes, uh, and again, he goes back to Harbaugh. He's a great coach, too. He's a great coach. But Shaw is a great guy, too. Okay. And Harbaugh, yeah, he's a great coach, but he will burn that bridge. And I can tell you from experience, essentially, he'll burn that bridge. He, he's a guy sitting on the West Coast who doesn't understand... The Midwest. Who doesn't understand his relationship to his uh, his school. And the Shem Beckler-esque reverence that he is in line, has not received yet, but he is in line to receive if he does what we hope he does and think he has a chance of doing. He will, there will be halls, there will be Shem Beckler Hall, there will be Harbaugh Hall, and it's got a good ring to it, Harbaugh Hall. Yeah, alliteration. Um, Jim Harbaugh walks by his hero. He's a guy. His second hero. His first hero is his old man. He loves Jack and reveres him. His second hero is Bo Schembechler. And there's a bronze statue in front of his office that Jim walks by every morning. Jim Harbaugh lives on the same street that Bo Schembechler did. His kids are going to the same school that he went to when he was a kid. And if I'm not mistaken, his wife is pregnant with another child. Um, he would, it would, I don't know. I can't certainly read into Jim's head. He is a pig in mud, and I mean, he's just loving life. Why would he? He's not thinking about moving anywhere until maybe after several championships, and he's in line to receive a bronze statue, et cetera, et cetera, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, just go out of a 10, 12, 15-year run of dominance. The dude goes into coaching mode. He goes into coaching mode. When he's in coaching mode, he does not want to be... He doesn't want to be bothered by your your bullshit or what... It just doesn't affect him. You know, some of it may be an act. But, but when he's out of coaching mode, when he's not in coaching mode, he seems like a pretty decent guy to be around. He'll give you the time of day. He'll answer your questions. But, you know, when I'm in coaching mode, uh, I got no. T- I was listening to Belichick's interview today, and some uh, reporter asks, Bill, do you think coming out of last night's game, the storyline is how well Garoppolo played? And Belichick's like, yeah, 
Yeah, you know, the story li- tomorrow's storyline is uh, is the thing that's front and center on my mind right now. Yeah. Is that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's, a- that's right up, that's right there is what I'm thinking about. He's like, no, you know, I think we, we played pretty decent as a team. We've got some things we need to approve on. That's what I saw. It's game one. Not any storylines. You know, so don't, I don't have any, you know, you guys want to make right. your, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building a team. I'm yep. building a winner. I'm building a juggernaut, and uh, and and that's the way it goes. And I'm not going to burn. And not at the University of Michigan. I mean, you watched uh, uh, um, the host of uh, NFL. What's Eisen, his name? Eisen, Eisen. Come over and talk to the team. That video, him talking to the team, and how nervous he. You could tell he was. He's been. He's had that speech in his head for his whole life. He's at the top Plus. of his profession, but he is. You can tell he's. He feels uneasy in front of that team because he's. That's not something he he can or will or has ever accomplished, and something that he endears and worships. And uh, so to see a man at the top of his profession, almost timid in front of all that team, he was a but, freshman. But trying to muster up the uh, you know the the will to say something to uh, was pretty cool. And the more he talked, the, the better he got. The more he got into rhythm. And um, but that's when he talked about you know. You call it arrogance. People call you arrogant. You, it's because you are. You know, you know what you got here. You know the deal that it is, and uh, and you should be darn proud and arrogant about that. And I think that's sort of the, the I think that's uh, he's a, he's got that shit eating grin on him, Harbaugh. That's the that's the thing he's he's dealing with. That same thing. He may come off as arrogant. It's confidence. It's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. And uh, and satisfaction in the job you're doing, job enjoying. Uh, I just think that somebody's Jim Rome, uh, who I, I don't dislike, I think is entertaining to listen to uh, quite often. But uh, he's got no idea. He's got no idea the uh, psychological motivation of Harbaugh coming back to Michigan and what that means to him. I think. Oh, I think it's very clear. I think I think people undersell the Michigan job. Like they think it's some passing. Are you kidding me? This this is no on the journey unless you get fired. You know, you're not moving on it's unless you get canned. Yeah. It's I'm settling roots, and uh, you know, it's the dream job. And I don't care if it's NFL. I don't care what level you're talking about. It's the because halls will be built in your honor if you succeed there. Brady Hoke's heart is broken for getting run out of town, just not up to the task. Rich Rodriguez, um, I don't know that his heart is broken like Brady's because he didn't have a uh, connection, but you can't tell me that Rich Rodriguez did not understand the scope of the outfit that he was captaining. It's a giant freaking football operation and people critique college football and you know rightly so for a lot of this stuff um you know it's unpaid labor and people say well these kids are getting full rides to uh these universities and yeah i don't know i'm on the pay these kids he's there's a that's such a full-time job man to be a division one football player at a big time operation a power five contending operation is a all-consuming job in and of itself 
my opinion, kick back some cash to these guys, some sort of a stipend. Um, the NFL's in no hurry to have a D-League. They've whoa, got, whoa, this took a turn. This, well, they've got it made. And I, I, I will go a little further. Point being, you're right. Jim Harbaugh ain't going nowhere. Jim Rome has an agenda. Oh, yeah, right. But all these NFL guys have an agenda. They're protecting the shield. Not that Rome is an NFL guy. They're just so wrong over and over about, oh, he'll be back. Oh, he'll take this. He won't go to Michigan. I mean, they just don't understand. They just don't understand the motivation. Uh, what what a, not what a, a bad, cush, cush. Not a bad game. I mean, you're a demigod. If you succeed, you're a demigod. Belichick's a great coach. He's probably near demigod status in that area, probably for sure. What other NFL coach can you think that's at that status? I mean, Randy Moss last night was saying he's the Belichick is genius, the finest coach in the history of the NFL. Growing up, I mean, it was Chuck Noll and it was Tom Landry. Um, um, I think that uh, Bill Parcells had a taste of that. Well, certainly Lombardi, Lombardi Shula, maybe. I mean, there's there's a handful, right? There's not a lot of them. But in college, there's dozens of these guys. I don't know if there's dozens. Well, there's more than NFL. There's more colleges than NFL. Yeah, you have more of an opportunity, for sure. I don't know. I just think I just think the I just think the draw towards an NFL team and an NFL coach by the fan base is not the same as the draw of a college coach to the college fan base plus the alumni fan base. I think it's just a stronger pull and you get more of a adulation, Bear Bryant and and um, uh, you know, Mike Krzyzewski and John Wooden. Uh, they almost go down as inf- not only just like the greatest of all time, but almost infallible. Like, the wisdom that they shed is infallible. I, I hope Nick Saban doesn't go down. You know, he, he's destined for it, but... I mean, this is... You know, we could take a... Yeah, where are we going? We need to stop that. We could take a, a left turn and talk Joe Paterno. Right. We should probably get to the cut and run segment. Cut and run. New, new segment this week. Cut and run segment? Cut where and we, run. Where we take a stab at the score? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, I'll take a crack at a final score. Yeah. I'm thinking that, uh, I think Harbaugh, um, I think he's ramping this operation up. I think as the competition gets more difficult, I think a little bit more, um, comes out of the playbook. Certainly, we've got a a new quarterback, and it's only his third start. I, I... I think we can put 49 points up on the number one defense. Are you kidding me? No. That was my final score for Michigan. 49. Okay. So What's your deep, what, 49 to what? I think we give up, uh... Okay, don't say anything. Because I'm writing down mine. All right, I'll write mine down, too. Dang. Well, you know what? Like minds think alike. My number's circled right there. My number's right there. 
Holy. (laughs) 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 Reviews and reburned. Yeah. Well, it's easy for the listeners to think this was all planned, of course. This was not planned. We would both choose the exact same score 49 to 9. So 49 to 9. That's so, uh, that sounds like a Keith Richards song mixing in with a, a Nina, ninety nine Zip Luftballon song. Um, and we'll we'll probably have to uh, just cue a little bit of that in the post production, just so the listeners get a taste of what. Well, maybe a little Nina uh, Keith mix, a little nine 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 and. Wow, yeah, forty nine to nine. That's uh that doubles the spread. I I really do. I see I, I do too. I, I have uh, all the respect in the world for the Buffaloes who I think have a resurgent squad, which is great. Yeah. They've been dormant for far too long. I've always enjoyed Colorado, I uh the team. Yeah. Um I love Bowler. I love yeah. the folks. And I love all my buddies who Went to school there, so I could I got spend nothing against. I, I I got accepted. Five minutes. Uh, I applied there, and got accepted. I did you, not go. You rejected the buffaloes. It was a little too much cash. They yeah, asked a lot then, of even way, back, even way back then. But here's another thing about Colorado: they're woefully terrible on the road. Oh, is that right? Oh my God, they're just awful on the road. Well, the, historically, just awful on the road. They weren't that day in '94. No. That was a long time ago. No. Long time ago. I tell you what, so I went back and went to the uh, the, the next game after that in Boulder. And um, who did I? Uh, Mark Flynn. Um, Danny McGinn. Was down in there? Was McVeigh? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't make it, but I remember, uh, yeah, I remember and, uh, pictures and uh, stories from this trip. Well, we <laughs> it came down to a Hail Mary. Uh, Detmer? Coy Detmer? Was that his name, yeah. the quarterback? Yeah, came down to another freaking Hail Mary. Um, got knocked down, and um, we were in the... I, don't, I can't think of directions in the stadium, but we are in one of the end zones. And we hustled down, and... Mark, our friend Mark, was uh, had sideline passes. We met him on the sideline, and we were whoop, 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 whoop. And, uh, and then the Michigan team started coming out the field, and I remember jumping up in, into, uh, and I wasn't trying to, like, hug the guy, but I jumped up and onto Jared Irons. <laughs> oh, we were standing next to Jared Irons' uh, old man. His oh, he would always wear blue, and he had a big man. And he had tight these jeans. tight jeans. Oh, yeah. Tight jeans. <laughs> and just a giant, like, Texas-looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> right on. And I'm like, oh, Mr. Oh, wow. Irons, and high five and whatnot. So I jumped up on a Jarrett. Um, you know, job well done. Way to go. Way to avenge that nonsense uh, in the big house, which was great. And that was fun. And that was a good trip. Um, yeah. That was a big crew. Yeah, it was a great weekend. And Dennis, I don't, Dennis may have been there. I don't. Oh know. yeah, was he? Yeah, Downen, McVeigh, McGinn, McGinn. Mark McGinn. Scooter. Well, of course, Scooter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Gim yeah. was Gim there? May well have been. Probably in that red and black check coat. <laughs> yeah. 
that uh, some of you listeners know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, someone's chuckling right now. And even some of you back in the uh, in the times that we spent in Ann Arbor going to school may even know what we're talking about because I think that coat's that old. <laughs> that was a warm coat. Yeah. All right. I never wore it. Um, but no, and then I went back uh, and, and, and witnessed the 97 game as well. Yeah, I, I did. I was there getting pushed in a wheelchair for that game. Yeah. First Achilles. That was a, um, well, that was on the front end of our national championship squad, uh, year. Handicap seating at U of M is not bad. It's better than it was for that game. And I thought it was pretty good for that game. Yeah, it's more. there's more of it. Yeah. Um, I've never taken advantage of that. Knock on wood. You going to the game this weekend? My son and I are going to the game. It'll be his first ball game. He went to the spring game, which was Harbaugh's first spring game. Um, so he's been in the big house, but not at capacity. So uh, <clears throat> I suspect he'll be excited about that. Oh, yeah. How about you? You all excited to see your first game of the year? Yeah. yeah absolutely. I'll be going with the family. Is that, great. Yeah, we'll tailgate. We'll do uh, whatever we got to do. Colorado food, probably some Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain oysters on the barbecue. Yeah. Um, Deep fried uh, sheet balls. Get some buffalo meat, grind it up, get some buffalo burgers. Maybe stop by uh, Robert Gilm's Meat Hut on the way, pick up something. Gosh, no doubt. I for a quarter. Well, let's go, a little blue. Let's, Let's go, go blue. blue. This is Mark signing off from Boulder, Colorado. Until next week. No, 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 no. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Coming home to a place he'd never been before. He left Pickle Buffalo Town. Serenity.
Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs>